Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the 12 Podcasts of Christmas. Today we're joined by Sarah from Tracks, who will be sharing their lockdown stories and also start looking towards 2021 and what they're planning to do in the new year. Please listen along, hope you enjoy hearing what they have to say and of course don't forget to link up with us on social media. Into the episode. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, Natalie, how are you today, Natalie, by the way? I'm very good, thank you. It's been a busy week already, so... I know, it's only uh, Tuesday. It is only Tuesday, yeah. But chilly, I'm actually sitting with a hot water bottle on my lap. <laughs> oh, is that cold? <laughs> I can't get warm today, I shouldn't really complain. But well, yeah, I've got sitting I with suppose it is December, first, first day of December when we're recording this, so yeah. I suppose... We're in that winter period now. So, uh, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, do you want to tell us who you are and uh, what you do? Give us a quick yeah, overview. Sure. Hi, guys. Um, so, I'm Sarah Wilson. I am the co-founder of Tracks Darlington Community Interest Company. Uh, we are a music organisation. We do various events in the area. We also do some workshops and sort of act as a bit of a support network for local musicians. Um, we, a lot of our events are funded by Arts Council. We also work hand in hand with Darlington Borough Council quite often, Creative Darlington, Darlington for Culture. Um, we try to put on events that are maybe a little bit different mm-hmm. um, and champion sort of underdog artists, indie artists, a bit more alternative artists, people who are doing something a bit a bit different and try we're trying to get Darlington on the sort of musical map of the northeast a little bit more because Darlington does get overlooked um in that in that arena quite often. Um northeast music scene always tends to mean Teesside, Newcastle and Darlington sort of gets leapt over. It kind of goes to York, Leeds there's some great stuff happening here too so um so yeah that's kind of what we've been what we what we do yeah fantastic i'm just sorry you might see that i'm looking on my other screen here didn't i see you appear in a video on darling on the council's uh social media christmas video do you want to tell us a bit about that yeah i'm also a community musician so i do i'm a performer as well because um, there's absolutely not enough money to be made in just putting on <laughs> music <laughs> events in the northeast. So um, I'm multitask. I'm a community musician as well, which means turning my hand to lots of different things, from singing outside care homes throughout lockdown um, to doing funny things like dressing up as an elf and playing the ukulele and singing at the Darling Christmas virtual light switch on. That's it, the virtual light. I did see, um, so I've actually seen Sarah appear in, in numerous events over the last few years, actually, uh-huh. uh, across the great. So it's great, although we've never had chance to actually talk properly because of where it was mid-event. So no, it's great. It's great to hear sort of, sort of stuff. So you've kind of touched on a few things and we'll come back to the lockdown element that you mm-hmm. talked about. But um, obviously 2020 came along, COVID-19. And as we're asking everybody on these uh, 12 podcasts of Christmas, you know, how, how did it affect you? I appreciate 
doing what you've been doing, it obviously had a dramatic impact. Yeah, it has. Um, I mean, obviously, it's affected everybody in lots of different ways. Um, but uh, at the music, uh, the events industry, the arts as a whole um, have just been decimated, really, by this. Um, so for tracks, we've lost a lot of work. A lot of large events that we've been planning and working on quite a long time just didn't happen or became much smaller online events. Um, we had a big funding application to Arts Council, which would have funded a year's worth of activity. Um, and we'd spent a long time pulling that together, writing all of that. And then that's just shelved, um, not able to, you know, stick a pin in that. God knows we'll be able to get back to that. Um, we've kind of, we've become filmmakers. That's what's happened to us in COVID. We've had to think outside the box a lot, learn new skills, um, and make lots of films, um, and try very hard to keep that connection and that motivation and that positivity going between our local artists and their fans the you know the northeast music fans the live music fans um there's a lot of social isolation um been happening um because of covid and i do think in sort of the gig going communities there's quite a lot of people who go to gigs on their own and they just meet up with other people that you always run into in the live music circuit and obviously that's just all disappeared um so trying to sort of reconnect with people online and things like that has been a big part of it. But but yeah, I guess uh, I'm sort of rambling a bit now. We've become filmmakers is what's happened. Yeah, <laughs> Which is well, very strange. Yeah, it's it's interesting because actually in well, there's been there's been two relevant sort of points from some of the other podcasts that well, there's in fact every every podcast has had similar sort of themes happening that you're touching on there. Um, one of which was uh, Kate, who we spoke to the other day. She has made her website and she's took all of her classes. She does Pilates. She's taken her classes online. So she's having to embrace. She's even started to look at the video technology and things like that. Um, and, the, and the other thing I, talk, I talked about in one of the earlier episodes was um, I've actually been more aware of some musicians that I wouldn't have necessarily heard of yeah. if it hadn't have been for taking it online that's because someone yeah. shared their content um and i'm actually i'm grateful in that respect that i managed to find that person because of you know fantastic um but equally it's born out of a, a tough situation that isn't ideal because they couldn't be out doing live performances so yeah. it's it's a challenge so do you want to tell us about becoming a filmmaker yeah. and your journey on that route um well i'm very lucky in that my business partner rob irish makes he has quite a lot of experience in making band videos and music videos and things like that so he's done anything that's difficult and <laughs> um, I, I do like you know I'm the ideas person and I go can we do this how can we do this I've got a brilliant idea for something I think we could get some funding to do it can we can we can we do this um, and then and then he's like maybe we can but you know um but things like so we we got asked by the council at very very short notice to pull together the Dalton christmas lights switch on um 
video. We had 10 days notice to pull that together. Um, so we pulled in, a, I went to a few contacts of mine that I know are super reliable to go, make us something, can you make us something? And I knew that they would. Um, but then things like the, the voiceover, having to redo the voiceover over and over again. And because um, we needed to incorporate the mayor's speech in there and there was things that were missing or there was things that needed adding on. There was, you know, there was quite a lot to juggle. And I think the video went out on the Sunday at about four o'clock mm -hmm. and I was still recording voiceover on my phone, sat in my bed on Sunday morning with the kids downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and on Monday, on a Sunday night, twenty thousand people viewed that video, and I was like, "That was the last minute. That was the last minute thing." I tried using Audacity. Audacity is it? Audacity. Yeah, there is a there is program. A program. So I tried using that, and I'd recorded bits on that, and then I totally messed it up, and I deleted all but the last link that I'd recorded, and I was mm. just like, "Oh crap." You know, and I'm trying to do a lot of this remotely with Rob. So with, you know, sending things backwards and forwards and I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to record it on my phone, which is, we have done before. And sound wise, it, it's okay. It is usable as it has demonstrated by the lovely yeah. response we got when the film went out. Absolutely. Um, I think, I mean, I saw it. It was really well put together. So fair play to you. A lot of hard work, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I realise. And uh, voiceover on your phone. Why yeah, not? it's all right. I mean, we've done a few of those over the summer. We got asked to do something for VE Day. Not massively our remit, um, but we were like, well, we can use this opportunity to get some paid work for some musicians that we know who are, you know, on the bones of their arse, you know, lost all of their work. Yeah. You know, can you, can, you, can you play a couple of songs from the 1940s? Yeah, of course I can, yeah. You know, great there's a fee for you and sort of channeling a bit of funding towards those artists that we love and we really want them to survive this so they can carry on creating awesome music and, and being a musician, you know, rather than going to work in Amazon Warehouse or whatever. Um, and we did a Pride video as well, which came together really well. Um, Sounds like some really great projects and possibly some projects that whilst you may have had the opportunity to do physically do you think there's a, some learning that you've got that you could take forward in the yeah, future I think so. yeah and i think as well there's things that maybe would have just got in the past we probably would have just gone ah oh, that's probably not really for us not really our thing or whatever yeah. but because of financial hardship and um, but also trying to just bring a bit of joy or a bit of entertainment or a bit of a connection with live music um and those musicians and artists, we've gone, let's let's take the thing that someone from the council wants us to do, let's mm. let's squidge it into a tracks shaped you know thing yeah. and make it something that it feels close to our our ethics of supporting original artists, but also will um fit the you know the council's remit or whoever it is that's commissioned us to do that work. We kind of yeah try and make it a bit our own but respect what they're asking for as well yeah uh, i suppose that's a big difference because but in the past you might have been booked for a certain performance yeah. and the brief you know play songs from this era or yeah. these type of songs whereas now you're almost doing client services it's almost, 
yeah, it's the same for the musicians that we work with as well. You know, they're saying yes to things that they maybe wouldn't have done before. Some artists we might not have been able to afford have yep. said yes to things yeah. because they've lost other paid work. Um, I think everyone's been a little bit more open-minded in what they're, what they're willing to create or, or be a part of now, uh, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I think it opens up different doors, makes new connections, reaches out to new audiences. Um, we did a lot of like, um, it was funded, a project called Darlow at Home, which was like sometimes twice a week during the lockdown number one, of acoustic artists performing um, from their homes. Um, and some of those were being viewed all around the world. Um, mm. They were reaching out to, to audiences that wouldn't definitely wouldn't normally see them. Um, I had some some mums of small children saying to me, "I've seen so I've discovered so much more new live music through watching all these live streams." Because normally I'd just be sat at home babysitting, and I might get out once every three months or something if I'm lucky. Um, so that was that was a nice sort of positive spin on it that that original artist might have sold. Um, some downloads or a t-shirt or something that made a connection with a new fan that, that would never have happened in the real world. Yeah and I think whilst fully you know it's 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 never a replacement for the situation that everyone's had to go through whether they've had Covid themselves or whether a business who's having to deal in these circumstances it's never gonna necessarily replace that but like you say it's maybe nice just to cast a bit of light on the positive things that yeah. have maybe emerged from it because it is very easy to get bogged down um and, yeah. and take, take take away the positive you know some of the positives um and like i said i've i've discovered some new new artists yeah, um yeah. that i was standing and uh I, the acknowledgement i made was the live streaming doing a great job live streaming they've put a lot into the production the sound coming out and all of that a lot of thought obviously just live streaming doesn't pay the bills <laughs> at the end of the day so with all of that in mind and all, all learning what you know what what um 2021 on the horizon vaccines are being talked about and things like this you know what where do you what are your plans where you know where do you hope to be how do you feel about it uh, oh well obviously we'd love to get back out into the real world um i think for us because we we don't have any like core funding, we're project funded. So we'll, you know, it, once that project's done, we're like, right, you know, we're the next project. We're, the, our plans in January this year was for like a full year's worth of funding to sort of cover everything. And we became a community interest company at the beginning of this year. And it was like, right, we're really gonna focus our efforts on tracks because we both do a little bit of extra freelance work outside of tracks. Um, but we, we kind of put our eggs in this basket at the beginning of 2020 and then that didn't, <laughs> didn't happen. Um, so, I mean, that we can't afford to take a risk on putting, planning a big event for it to then be pulled last minute, um, which is, I've seen happen time and time and time again in the latter half of this year with other promoters that we know uh, in our sort of little Northeast network um and theatre makers as well i've seen that as well um someone plow a load of money into putting on an event and then the day before the council turns up and pulls it even though a week before the council had said yes it can go ahead that wasn't in darlington by the way that was a, a different area but um but yeah 
I, I do feel quite nervous and apprehensive about running events in that way. So we've, we've we've applied for some funding to run some online workshops and events that that would run through to April of next year, um, which will be fab if that comes off because you know it's it's great for us and it's great for the all the artists that we hope to work with and also all the new people that we would hope to reach um, and inspire with some of those workshops as well you know we've got some really exciting things planned that we hope happen um, normally we would run a big event in Dallas market square in august called mishmash festival um, that's council funded and it's big We've only ran it once, it was supposed to run again this year, but the first one was last year and there was about 10,000 people came and it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, and then we run, we normally run Last Train Home Festival in September, uh, which is like an urban music festival. We take over a lot of venues around the train station area of Darlington and all the artists finish in time for people to get the last train home, hopefully encouraging people from out of Darlington to come to Darlington and have a lovely time um so i would look i we aspire for those things to happen i don't know currently because it's not just about getting a vaccine out there it's about people being feeling confident and happy to come back to a situation where you are squashed in a big venue like that jumping around together sweating on each other <laughs> um you know it's very glamorous um, all, all the good stuff all yeah. the good stuff that I think that will take quite a lot of time to yeah. to to get back to that so I mean the rumblings in the sort of our network of of people who do run you know bigger much bigger organizations than tracks that it's it's next year will be like pop-up street performances hyper local smaller things mm -hmm. and there's not going to be the big festivals until 2022 that's what that's the whisperings on the grapevine i mean for us we're quite small we don't really need to make those decisions just yet um but for the people who are booking you know way 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 in advance and doing all the groundwork way in advance yeah people are still very nervous um understandably um because yeah. we don't we don't we no one knows what's going to happen, do we? The no, absolutely. Like, and, don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely right. I think, you know, um, to be honest, I wasn't necessarily expecting you to go, right, we're going to do this and this, because yeah, yeah. it, it is hard to plan for um, and fully, fully respect that. What I would say is if people wanted to keep an eye out for stuff that may come online or maybe not... I don't mean just online, offline as well, you know, like re reality. Where can people go to find out a bit more as and when this develops? Um, so head to the Tracks Darlington socials. We're on all the usual platforms. So we've got a website, tracksdarlington.co.uk. Um, our live streams go out on Facebook Live and also on our YouTube channel, Tracks Darlington. And also all the things that we've done so far, or uh, you can watch back a whole myriad of gorgeous um, acoustic performances. The Darlow at Home sessions, they're all on the Tracks Facebook page if you feel like a bit of nice music. Um, 
was also on our um, YouTube channel. Because we couldn't do Last Train Home Festival this year, we actually got permission to go into the Head of Steam Railway Museum and record uh, some of our favourite artists playing live in there. Um, our friend Rianne Thompson from BBC Introducing, she came through and she sort of interviewed each band before they played and we mm. put that all together and, and that's on the YouTube, uh, our tracks YouTube page, um, which I think is really unique and quirky. It's very tracks, you know, we've got a band playing in front of uh, Locomotive number one, <laughs> or Locomotive number one. Um, and that's, yeah, that's the kind of thing that we, we like to do. And we've managed to achieve some of those quirky, unusual things during lockdown as well. <laughs> yeah, I've just got your Facebook uh, page on screen. I've just clicked videos just to jump straight in. There's quite, there's there's lots, <laughs> there's lots there of is. stuff. There is loads. Um, so yeah, we it's we will. Out. Sorry. I always manage to talk over. Sorry. Now she's saying it's great how well you've managed to stay true to tracks through all of this, really, and the yeah. things that you have been able to produce and put out there. Um, and you, like you say, you know, it's it's in keeping with what you would do in reality, which is lovely. There's yeah. some great stuff there. We, we've got um, two quirky little Christmas events coming up that um, the council and Creative Downton have supported, where you're, we've actually done gig in a box. So mm -hmm. the idea is you sign up. We've got a limited number of them, but you get a gig in a sign up. Or you can collect one from Crown Street Library in Darlington. They're going to distribute some for us. Um, and the idea is you open the box once the live stream goes live and it kind of, it's just adding another interactive element to try and get that, trying to get that connection with your audience. Um, great idea. It's fun for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, there's a great, there's a great amount of videos on here. So what we'll do is we'll share um, probably a link to your Facebook page to get people started in, in in this episode if you're watching on video it'll be in the description if you're watching on video and in the podcast it will be in the description below this so please 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 by all means uh stay up to date with tracks and i think what we'll do is we'll continue to keep an eye out moving forward so and we could share any upcoming events in the future oh that'd be brilliant yeah thank you yeah um because you know if clearly you know you, you put a lot of work in at tracks keeping things and especially with the amount of videos a lot of learning by the sound of it oh, you yeah. know, with... the, the thing that i haven't figured out yet is how to keep small children quiet when you're recording a link <laughs> or a vocal <laughs> so if anyone knows the answer to that if anyone's figured that out this lockdown let me know <laughs> I, I have because Not. i've had to do i've had to do that it's they have to go outside <laughs> <laughs> i tried that i tried that in the summer and it was you could still hear them. Our double glitz is clearly not up to the scratch. <laughs> yeah. Outside and on like the other opposite side of the property to where you are, <laughs> how big your property is. Um, but yeah, um, I sometimes have to record a few little voiceover bits just for videos that we put together. Um, yeah. My dulcet tones with the, kids screaming in the background. So uh, the, the best was when I was recording a vocal for Voice of the Darlington singing a David Bowie song to, to camera and the children in the front room are giving them some sweets and I'd given them the telly and um, like halfway through I could just like see the, out the corner of my eye like the door opening slightly and my youngest daughter she was lying on the floor like just a little head popped <laughs> up at me like this and I was like 
I'm not stopping. I'm just kind of, <laughs> this is the take. I've tried about 25 times. This is the take. I am not stopping. And that's the take that um, the, the choir used, actually. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Hilarious. That's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Really appreciate it. No um, problem. Thank you, know, you for asking. And thank you for being up for coming on. You know, we appreciate it. 2020, difficult year no doubt about that and there's still challenges ahead and we're not glossing over any of that at all all we want to do is shine a bit of light on the stories on people like yourself and the hard work that you've been putting because it, it deserves recognizing so uh oh, thank you for joining us no worries thank you for having me on thank you no worries yeah. thank you we will look forward to catching up with you at some point in the new year i'm sure awesome. thank you sarah thank you so much to sarah for joining us today we really appreciated hearing all about tracks as mentioned in the podcast if you do want to get a bit more information and see what they're all about we've included some information in the description below please by all means go and show them some support um, they've got a lot of events going on, including their uh, Christmas gig in a box. Um, so please make sure you go and check that out. Other than that, thank you, Sarah, for joining us today. And we look forward to catching all of you guys in the next episode. Take care.